You made it. You've arrived. This is Peter Levitan's Advertising Stories. And you're about to hear entertaining, personal, often instructive stories from deep inside the world of advertising. Hello, this is Arthur. Your very own AI voice subbing in for Peter. This is the second episode of Peter's 2006 podcast with Adweek's Kathy Taylor. This time, get ready to hear about a major early consumer-generated media fail from Chevrolet's Tahoe SUV. Please do not repeat what Chevy did. Though, I do bet that some brands did not learn from this lesson. Hi, we're back with Kathy Taylor of Adweek. She is a contributing editor, and this is part two of a part three interview. And I wanted to uh, sort of jump into something. Kathy, is, is, uh, uh, are you the interactive expert at Adweek? Is that uh, fair? Uh, at this point, I'm among them. I'm, I, I'm the one who's been doing it the longest, so I guess uh, longevity is on my side. And when did you, when did you start covering it? Uh, 1994. Excellent. Okay. Well, I remember, um, just as a side note, I remember I was at Saatchi and Saatchi London came back to New York. Uh, and in London, we didn't have computers. We, you know, we were basically drinking beer and uh, getting drunk and smoking cigars and doing brilliant advertising. But we weren't worried about the, we didn't even know what the internet was. And I came back to the United States and it was like, whoa, this internet thing, right? We were just moving from DVDs to uh, the internet and things were happening and Mosaic browser, etc. So I, I remember 94. And uh, obviously, um, I'm going to guess some of the promises of 94 are coming true. I think they finally are. Uh, it, that's, that's the great thing about what's going on right now is that uh, I think really when you look back to the late 90s, um, so much of the excitement was predicated on a bunch of things that didn't exist yet, like broadband. Um, and also sort of the ubiquity of the Internet where it's wireless and you can have it with you all the time and, you know, you can have a, a laptop with, uh, with you know, more, you know, like five times more memory than your desktop computer had, you know, six years ago. I mean, it's all, all of that had to come together for this to really uh, gel, and I think it has gelled even though, of course, it's going to continue to evolve because that's been you know, probably its overriding characteristic. So it's a function of the technology getting to a certain point. Is, is, it, is, it, is it because of technology that this stuff is just is, is really ramping up? Um, yeah, I think in large part it is. I, I also think that uh, companies have gotten, companies in the technology space have gotten a lot smarter about things like user interfaces and, and all that kind of thing. I mean, I can remember quite vividly getting a, a comp account to CompuServe. Anybody remember CompuServe? Sure. Um, back at some point, <clears throat> excuse me, in the mid-'90s. And uh, the, the funny thing was that I actually had to call customer service to figure out how to send an email. Uh, so you just don't have that anymore. Uh, things... You know, things download when you press download, by and large, and uh, you click on the button that says send, by and large, and also you have, you know, other things like the, the price of, of broadband coming down all the time. I mean, I think I pay, oh, maybe 60% of what I paid at the beginning of, of having broadband access to my home office here. So it, it's it's a lot of that stuff coming together, but but broadband to me 
sort of changes it, everything because it, it makes it makes the content so much more interesting. And are, are, do you think clients are driving this? Is it uh, do clients have do clients have departments now that pay attention to interactive marketing and ask their clients for programs? Um, I think I think by and large it is clients driving it. I hate to say that about agencies, but you know, time and time again, you see uh, certain advertisers, uh, like Visa, for instance, or the automotive advertisers, uh, really coming out and uh, you know, uh, putting putting their agency's feet to the fire. Uh, I think Verizon re- recently uh, did did something like that uh, too, where where they they feel they're not getting what they should out of their agencies, and I think that's partly. Um, one of the things that's going on with this trend toward hiring some of these these little boutiques like uh, Strawberry Frog and Taxi and all that uh, to do things with some big brands because they don't really think of the world as a place where the, the thirty second you know commercial is sort of the center of everything and, and everything else uh, you know revolves around that. Now we saw Cadillac change agencies. Was that what? That was not an interactive decision. Was was that a decision to just go to smarter people? What what happened there? You know, I don't have great insight into that, but I think um, you know what I from what I've seen from some of these smaller shops, I, they're they're much more um, nimble. Um, they're truly platform agnostic, and much as I kind of hate that term as a buzzword. Um, you just um, when you see their work, you can just tell that they are not um, they are not thinking in a traditional way, and that they can they can really kind of apply their thinking to whatever they think is is best for the brand. And um, even though I've noticed, especially on our blog, that people love to get down on Crispin uh, Porter and Bogusky for um, for being cute, I guess I don't know what it is. I mean, really, the, the the kind of experimentation that they engage in is something that uh, I think all agencies should at least take a look at because you know that they're not letting one you know medium drive uh, you know drive their whole marketing program. Well, I I think you know I, I, my sense is that it, there must be something happening at a, at the clients, uh, and the reason is that uh, if they didn't want to spend the money, they wouldn't spend the money. It's 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 pretty simple, and I don't. I, I see some, maybe it's client agency relationships, but I don't know what works, but some people, as you say, are willing to take the chance. And let, let's actually talk about uh, something that you wrote about that, that I, I thought was um, a sort of an, I think you and I are in agreement on this, I thought was an interesting program. And that's the Sherry, uh, she, Sherry Chevy Tahoe um, Citizen Media or Consumer Generated Media Campaign. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, I, I thought this was one of the most fascinating um, cautionary tales, actually, about experimenting in new media. And I, I really support experimenting in new media, which has probably been obvious from you know what what I've said earlier. Um, but but what happened here was that uh, Chevy got themselves um, involved in this whole consumer-generated media trend, which is basically letting consumers create your ads. Um, it seems to be the big trend of at least the quarter, since I don't think trends, uh, you know, have that long shelf life these days. Um, but at any rate, the, 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 the premise was, okay, you know, come to this site. Um, it was 
basically a bunch of multiple choice questions. Pick this visual, pick that visual, but you can write your own, um, you know, you can, you can write your own ad too if you want, um, and, and you, you provide your own copy. And, um, you know, then the, the best, the best ads would, would win a prize. And, um, that's all well and fine, but they sort of felt that they should also let people share the ads amongst one another because, um, Viral video, as we know, is an extremely hot, um, hot. I don't know sub medium these days. I don't, that you know, people are just sharing sharing video left, right, and center, and that's where it sort of ran aground. Or I'll try to think of some better car metaphor, but whatever. Um, basically, people started to share these anti. Um, SUV sentiments. Well, it's the Chevy Tahoe. You know what? You know what do you expect? Um, and that was where I just didn't understand where Chevy was was trying to go with all this, um, because you know you could have people submit their ads, and there's no uh, you know unless the ANA has come out with uh, um, some sort of ruling that every advertiser must uh, participate in consumer generated media, there was really no reason for them to let everybody share this stuff back and forth. And it seems fairly obvious, hindsight being 2020, that you do consumer-generated media program around an SUV and you're going to get a lot of negative stuff. And, of course, that's what happened. Um, and I just didn't understand why they had to take the step of making this something that everybody had to share. And their point of view, uh, again, in hindsight, I'd love to know what was what they were really thinking before, um, you know, before the negative ads began to come out was that, well, you know, we'll be crucified if we don't let people share this. And I just don't understand that point of view at all. Um, you know, MasterCard is doing a very similar program, but they're just letting people submit their ads to MasterCard and then they'll pick the winner and the winning ad will get shown on TV. And uh, I tried to find examples of MasterCard getting crucified for not sharing it, and I'm sorry, I couldn't really find one. So, you know, it, it's, you know, there's a fine line here of, of how, to, how to use new media, and I just felt that Chevy, you know, crossed it. I also wonder who, who the target audience is. Um, Chevy Tahoe is a large SUV. It's probably cost $40,000 plus, uh, you know, base price, 40, low 40s. Yeah. Um, so it's families, it's uh, people with uh, relatively high incomes, uh, um, are these the people that are going online and creating their own advertising in consumer-generated media? Is this the right target? Who's, who has yeah. the time to do this? Yeah, I, and I, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know the answer to that. Um, and and that's, you know, that that also made it fairly strange um, because you're right. I don't really think that. Um, most of us run around you know, doing, getting involved in consumer-generated media because we really don't have the time. And the reason we don't have the time is because we're making all that money that lets us buy Chevy Tahoe's, I suppose, right? right. Um, and, you know, I, well, just, just to sidelight um, that I found quite bizarre, but I just couldn't uh, fit it all in the column, was that uh, the, the point of this new of the advertising of this new Chevy Tahoe is that it's supposed to be more environmentally uh, friendly. So, you know, Chevy's point of view on this is, wow, we're just so glad we got this conversation going. And I just look at that and go, well, you really should be starting the conversation if you've got new stuff to say. Don't let 
consumers do it for you because I'm sorry, but we will get it wrong or, you know, or we will use it for our own, you know, for our own agenda, whatever that may be. Um, so, uh, so at any rate, I just thought, you know, huge mistake. And, and if you have new things to st- say, don't let consumers be the ones to, uh, you know, to try to say them for you. Now, do you know how, pe- how they got people to go to that site? Did they advertise it in traditional media? Um, I don't know the whole advertising program. It was tied into The Apprentice um, because I gathered there was some task on that show where uh, pe- where the the teams had to, I think, come up with uh, you know a, a, a promotion or something involving the car. So the actual URL of the program, which is it's now the deadline is passed. So uh, those of you who want to do anti SUV ads will have to go somewhere else. Um, it's ChevyApprentice.com. So um, that, I think, was an awful lot of the, the, the thrust of it. And I'm, I'm sure, you know, the, the, the potential upside of making the, the, all the, the video of this, you know, viral and letting people share it is that it probably did, did help traffic to some degree. But, um, you know, what kind of traffic are you getting? Um, you know, not necessarily traffic that you want. Right. And, and uh, just uh, I think the site's down now. Um, and I, uh, one more quick thing I just want to mention. I accidentally – sometimes I find these campaigns not because I find them, uh, and I'm talking interactive campaigns or, frankly, even television television campaigns now. I don't find them because I see them. I find them because I read about them in the advertising press. So, so I'm, I'm – you know. Uh, being inside, I get to see things. I actually saw an interesting program. American Express has a 15-second video contest tied into the Tribeca Film Festival. And right, yes, I've heard about that. Okay, very, very similar, very very slick. You know, I mean, uh, Amex does a great job. I don't know who the agency was on that. But again, I wonder, how do people find these things? You know, it's um, uh, the thing that I, I find interesting about some of these interactive programs out there in the you know, the total cloud of the Internet is that I have to use traditional media to drive people to my interactive program. Otherwise, how do they find it? Yeah. Right? So there's – so I guess the great hope for the old 30-second television commercial, which isn't going away and, by the way, still works. I mean, I have clients that do quite well with, with television, is that sometimes you need the TV to drive people to the really cool shit that's out there on the Internet. Yeah, and it's still – you know, in terms of being a volume driver, I don't think there's any anything – um, that's going to come along. That's going to compare to that. Just just getting you know sheer numbers in in the door. I mean, especially um, probably if you if you're doing doing it um, involved with some sort of product placement deal, so that that um, the 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 thing that kind of kicks the thing off is something in the programming rather than in the advertising. And and probably that's what happened with this whole apprentice program. You know, but I agree. I still somehow somehow we still managed to see ads. I don't. I don't really know how that happens because everybody swears that they skip ads and they, they, uh, you know, and, and and that they never see them. But but somehow, they still get those messages out there, and I haven't really figured that out. Well, that's why uh, people pay my company uh, to do that for them. So th- thanks, thanks for you know that that's a, that's a, a good positive spin for the advertising industry. The stuff still works. Um, so I'm going to end this segment. This is segment two right here. Okay. This podcast of The 360 View is produced by Ralston 360, a 20-year-old advertising agency with offices in Bend, Oregon and San Francisco, California. To learn more about Ralston 360 and to read and listen to more of their wonderful words, please visit Ralston360.com. That's Ralston360.com. Well, back from the past and how early digital marketers like Chevy screwed up a consumer-generated media program. 
Peter has a couple of quick things he wants me to say. The first episode of his two-part interview with Adweek's Kathy Taylor is available on the advertising story list so don't miss it. Next, Peter wants to thank his production crew. Michael Jordan, Hope Solo and Wayne Gretzky. Really, without their expert recording prowess, this podcast would not happen.